Hola, and welcome to another episode of the Get Closer podcast and the platform for conversations with industry business leaders talking about decisive leadership, niche services, and insights. I am your host, Jackie Crick. Today, we speak with Tiffany Eisenor, the head of Freedom Property Management. And the conversation will focus on starting and running a successful small business, maintaining a healthy work-life balance, and what a community of entrepreneurs can accomplish when they work together. Hello, Tiffany. Hi, Jackie. You are a very difficult woman to get a hold of. I think I've tried to schedule you for this podcast for a few uh-huh. months, and yep. we went back and forth. That kind of shows, and the conversation will tell how busy you are involved in your business and other things that we'll talk about. But there's one thing I want to know. Where, where did you grow up? I am an Army brat, so I grew up on military bases throughout the country, Um, But we settled in Northern Virginia, and once my dad retired and we settled up here, just never felt the need to leave. You liked the area? I liked the area, liked being close to family, uh, liked the the permanency that I didn't have growing up, so never had a need to leave. There you go. Northern Virginia, Manassas, Prince William County, your... Your area. That's my home. As is mine, too. Love it. Tell us about, since you're such a busy, busy businesswoman, tell us about how did you get started? What got you to make a decision to get into an industry that's somewhat tough to grow and expand and succeed? What was the decision like? It, I... I never in a million years growing up, even in the early, early parts of my career, never imagined being an entrepreneur, never imagined being um, in real estate and in property management. I started my career in banking in customer service. I worked for a local and regional bank for almost 10 years before a personal situation had me in a position where I could take a risk. And I had a community friend who was looking to build in some succession planning with his property management company. And I figured, why not? Why not have an opportunity to make a real impact with my clients, make a real impact in my community, and have a little more say in how my life was going? What was the thinking process? Because... I have been there myself in thinking about starting a business, running a mm-hmm. business. What was your thinking process in terms of, I want to, yes, I want to jump in. Were you, uh, I'm sure you had a lot of questions mm-hmm. internally as to, well, how do I do this? Or yeah. what if I do it and it doesn't work? What was the... I, I had absolutely no idea what I was getting myself into. None whatsoever. Um, I put a lot of trust in my business partner. Um, and I knew that I, I knew the customer service side of the general industry. I knew how to bring some operational efficiency into his property management company. And I knew that I was a, I was a good student. I, was a, I could learn everything else. 
and and I I really just I I took the risk. It was completely out of character, um, but I was more frustrated with where I was, mm. and felt that I needed to make a change and this opportunity was there to try and I figured why not try they say the need creates the opportunity and the creativity right yep absolutely and how many years has that been that was uh January 2011 whoa you got 12 years Mm -hmm. mm-hmm fabulous congratulations thank you if you you look back what would you have done different and second question, where, how is this, the company different from today, from how it started? Oh gosh, what would I have done differently? Yeah. Um, I would have asked a lot more questions of my business partner. I, I would have had a lot more in writing. There was a lot of verbal agreements, a lot of, um, a lot of I didn't know any better, and I don't think my business partner knew any better either. It was we we have a great relationship. We see uh, skill sets that work well together, and so let's just try to do this together. And it took a couple years to really figure out that um, that there was structure to that, that there's a process, that there should be documents in place, there should be a buyout plan in place, there should be operating agreements in place to handle all of that piece. So if I had to go back, I would uh, I would engage the Small Business Development Center. I would ask more questions of my partner, ask more questions of the community, have a better plan in place. Um, how different is it now? Uh, it's, I'm I'm not a partner. I'm the owner of Yay, the company. Congratulations! Thank you. Um, How long did that take? That I became a full owner in 2017. So that was a six and a half year or so process of learning and transitioning ownership and succession planning and things yeah. like that. Wow! So now you're the the single owner. So now I am the single owner. And what other um, services or <coughs> areas? of opportunities for your customers have you added? So we, uh, January of 2022, we rolled in full brokerage. And so we're not only just a property management company, but we do full real estate um, all within the same firm. Whereas previously that was split out a bit into uh, multiple organizations. And that gives us the opportunity to have a very holistic, full service approach with our investor clients, with our tenants, with our sellers, um, gives that much more opportunity for our team members as well. And it, it really just it fits into what our overall goal and structure is to make sure that we're putting our clients in that, that right path. And your clients are all commercial? No. No. Our clients, for the most part, are what we call accidental landlords. Oh. They're individual homeowners that may have bought their house when interest rates were, or refinanced their house when interest rates were 3%. And uh, now they find the need to move, but why sell a 3% interest rate? Uh, But they don't want to be landlords. Hmm. Interesting. So they hire my company to come in and make their rental property into a business, take some of that risk and liability off of their shoulders systematize things for them, increase their returns, lower their risk. Hmm. 
That's very forward thinking. Mm-hmm. Very forward thinking. I could not even begin to imagine that whole process and how to connect one and the other. Mm-hmm. But of course, you're in that business, so you know yes. what you're talking about. Yes. Interesting. <laughs> very, very interesting. Yeah. So a good portion of what we do is with investors that may have multiple properties, but it's everything right now is on the residential side. So you talked about um, giving your customers peace of mind. Mm-hmm. Can you um, give us an example of maybe a customer, a client that came to you and I'm sure you give them a lot of education into the process and how things go. And do you have people that are not in the area? A majority of our landlord clients are out of state, if not mm-hmm. out of country. Um, being in Northern Virginia, we have a huge military, government, State Department demographic. Um, and so we have to make sure that we can accommodate those clients um, and have that technology in place. Um, but in terms of a, a situation where where we provided that value, I think this is where mm-hmm. you're going with, with your question, that's... Uh, more specifically is actually a referral that we received from one of our realtor partners who she had helped, uh, was actually a family member of hers. She had helped him in the past to purchase this condo and he was self-managing the condo with long-term tenants. And those tenants had become less and less responsive to to him. And he was being a nice landlord. He wasn't hounding them. Hmm. He wasn't pressuring them for rent. He was allowing them to do their maintenance and repairs when they did their maintenance and repairs and do it themselves and take it out of the rent and didn't ask for receipts. Um, And one month of no rent turned into six months of no rent. And um, by the time we gathered everything for him, he was over $11,000 behind in rent on a $1,600 a month rental. Uh, So he came to us because he wanted to stop the bleeding. Mm -hmm. And he had lost that authority with the tenants they no longer saw him as their landlord they, it was their home right their house. exactly <laughs> which which that's such a such a fine line to yeah. walk you know we want our tenants to feel comfortable in their homes but they also have the responsibility of their mm-hmm. contracts and so we were able to come in and within three months we reevaluated those leases. We um, we got those tenants caught up. We actually were able to secure some public funding and get resources in place to help them with, because they did have uh, some some issues that I think some health issues mm-hmm. that resulted in some loss of income. But we got them 100% caught up within three months, and they're still in the property now a year later. And they're performing. They're paying their rent on time. They're reporting maintenance issues to us. Every once in a while, we have to remind them not to go and call their own contractor. But that is a very real. Mm -hmm. That's something that we encounter several times a year from DIY landlords, accidental landlords who try to do it on their own. But not knowing the ins and outs of the industry, it's very difficult um, if if this is not your focus, it really is. And y- you, I'm sure you have competition. Mm-hmm. And so, how do you set yourself aside from that competition? 
besides you, of course, because you are the leader <laughs> and, and you are on top of your business and you're talking with your customers and mm -hmm. I'm sure you are the, the, the foot forward when things happen. But yes. aside from that, right, as business owners, we see our business one way mm -hmm. and, but the competition is always there. It is, yeah. Um, what's the difference? So first and foremost, we, we like to collaborate with our competition. Uh, some of my closest friends right now are female property management owners and brokers that are here in our same footprint. Um, and the associations that we're involved with give us that opportunity to collaborate and network with property management owners from across the country. So first and foremost, we, we collaborate. We try not to compete. Um, which gives us a bit of a, of a leg up mm -hmm. because we're not out slinging um, empty promises and we're not talking negatively about the property management or realtor firm down the street. Uh, but what brings clients to us and why realtors refer their clients to us is because our higher level of quality, because we're actually doing what we say we're going to do. We're collecting on rents, we're doing inspections, we're providing good maintenance. Um, and we're reducing the hassle for our landlord clients. Um, so wow. standing behind what we say we're going to do. Very different model. Some people do not collaborate at that level, and I can see the benefit of that for sure. So we're going to talk about community in just a minute, but as a pause right now, how do you balance your everyday with having a family, a husband, a son, <laughs> um, I have an incredibly supportive and patient husband and an almost four-year-old son. And I have quite a bit of family that's here locally. Uh, my dad works with me part-time. Oh, um, he's here great. in Manassas. And my mom is in Warrington and my mother-in-law's in Bristow. <clears throat> so having family close that understands how important the work that I do is, that I wouldn't be able to do mm -hmm. what I do without that. Um, but how do I balance it? I, I honestly, I feel like I'm failing it every other day. No, you're not. <laughs> uh, you know, it's, it, it is, it's that constant guilt of never feeling like I'm giving enough to my business, never feeling like I'm giving enough to my family or to my community or to myself. Um, so it's it's a constant balance, a constant challenge there. But I um, I try not to miss an evening at home two nights in a row. Mm -hmm. I try to be as present as possible with my son when I'm there, which is really hard being in my industry to not have my phone in my hand all the time. Yeah. Um, but he's at this such fun age. And I, I hear him at least daily, mommy, put your phone down. Oh, he tells you that? Yes. <laughs> and that's normally what I'm trying to take pictures or something of us. Mommy, put your phone down. So that's an incredible reminder. It's really hard to mm -hmm. be, um, I have grown children, but I, now I have granddaughters, and I don't see them all the time. I see them at least once or twice every couple of weeks, but it's a little bit different when you have smaller kids and you're trying to make sure you're there for them and take that phone call that you're, you've yes. been expecting. And 
making uh, a solution for some issue that you have that it cannot wait until tomorrow. Mm -hmm. I totally get it. So. Don't be so hard on yourself. I think you're doing a wonderful, <laughs> wonderful you. job. Thank you. Turning to community. Um, you are involved in a number of nonprofits in leadership and entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. There may be some other things. I, I think probably some in real estate, perhaps. Um, but talking about the community boards, uh, one of which is near and dear to my heart is Leadership Prince William. Um, I served on, I've been serving on the board, I'm class of 2015, and then I joined the, the board and I was chair in 2020. I think I recruited you to be mm -hmm. on the board you and you were a little bit hesitant. And I'm I like, think oh, let me I'll just sit in the back. <laughs> right. And I think that hesitancy, uh, in in many ways, had to do with the fact that you feel you have a lot on your plate, and you mm -hmm. really, really do. So the thing is, how do you ask a busy person to do something? If you need something done, you really ask a busy person to do something. Right. And you are exactly that case. Um, you kind of pushed back a little bit when I asked you, and you came back and you decided to join the executive committee and become our secretary. Yes. So it's been a few years, I don't know, three, four years since that happened. Uh, you have definitely, I've seen you in your role in that board, for that board, uh, really grow. And you took it all in. You absorbed the organization, you understood what the organization was about, the objectives, missions, the community, what the community needs. And today, you are the chair. I am. So tell me about that. <laughs> I want to hear all about your insight into having that role in leading a, a, a very um, mainstream organization that is in our backyard. Yes, so I, um, I am the current chair for Leadership Prince William. Um, was was asked to move into the position earlier than expected um, due to uh, the loss of who should it be in this in this role right now. So a part of me felt like I couldn't say no. Um, and I still believe I'm not quite ready for it, but I'm learning every second every day um, and have an incredible board of regents and executive committee and mentors that are helping keep me as forward-facing as possible. But Leadership Prince William has done so much for me since I graduated in 2013 and have been involved in a multitude of different facets of the organization. Um, but where we're at now and what that looks like now is is so exciting with the changes that we have and are implementing some some fantastic improvements to the signature program that we've all gone through and our emerging leaders mm -hmm. program has taken off and the graduates of our cohorts are doing incredible incredible things um, and a lot of fun that we have lined up to give back and re-engage all of our alumni. We're over 500 alumni strong nice. for Very Leadership nice. Prince with 17 signature programs mm -hmm. in our belt. 
And the, the, the opportunity there is that you're growing leadership internally and externally. Mm -hmm. Because in this organization, as you know, you have business owners, you have mm -hmm. public servants, you have elected officials, mm -hmm. all going through the signature class. Now you, now you also have the second round, which is the Emerging Leaders program. Mm -hmm. Got founded when, when I was the chair, which yes. I, am, I see that happening and I just get, I get really happy. Uh, but now you, you have the second round of folks who are growing in that leadership, and that's what we need, right? We need a strong understanding of what makes a community and a business work together because mm -hmm. it, essentially that's what it is. Yes. So tell us about something else that is, I think is very interesting that you were a big part of, and again, it's, it's part of leadership, but it's also part of entrepreneurship, and that is the Million Cups. Tell us about that. Oh, One Million Cups is so fun. Yeah. I love One Million Cups. I was asked to uh, to be an organizer for our Prince William chapter last year. Um, COVID did, did a doozy on a lot of organizations. And it it was really difficult for One Million Cups Prince William to, to stay um, engaged during COVID. So we took a, a little break before COVID going back full-time in person. I believe that was April of uh, 2022. And I'm very, very happy that I was asked to be a part of the organizer group for our local uh, chapter. And that has grown to be such a resource for our community here in the greater Manassas area. Um, One Million Cups was started by the Kaufman Foundation, and the purpose of that is once a week, one million small business owners, entrepreneurs get together and share a million cups of coffee and help us to grow each other's businesses. Um, like a think tank, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of people look at it as kind of like an advisory board. You know, I, I don't have the resources to have an advisory board at Freedom. Um, and so utilizing one million, the One Million Cups platform to throw out ideas, to throw out questions, to get guidance, to get um, real advice, real feedback that is so relevant yeah. and so needed. Um, we've had presenters at our Million Cups meetings that are just thinking about an idea uh, to those that have been in business for years and are either planning to bring on a new service offering, they're trying to find a way to get more efficient in their business. It's, it's, it's been an incredible, incredible um, organization to, uh, to be a part of. I see a lot of people showing up to Million Cups, and you're right, it is a variety of folks, mm -hmm. all walks of life, mm -hmm. and it's just great when some of those folks even come back and say, hey, by the way, I attended Million Cups for X amount of time and presented, and here, this is what I'm doing today. Mm -hmm. So it's really nice to see that yeah, growth. We've had some return, That's right. um, some return businesses that, hey, One Million Cups helped me with this, and now, now I've got my next challenge that I want you to help with. And it gives everyone that shows up a sense of being involved as mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. It helps us to build those relationships and that trust within the community. 
And there's been a lot of side businesses that have started from there. A lot of organizations have grown out of relationships Mm -hmm. that have been built um, at One Million Cups. Um, I started a Friday morning netwalking group. You did. As an offset of this because I I have so much free time on my hands. but I'm like, look, we need to, like, I want to keep the conversations right. going, but I also need to move my body. Uh-huh. And so, so when is that? Tell get us together about that. on Friday mornings. Right now we uh, get together at the, uh, the Wellington community parking lot on Friday mornings at 8 a.m. And we walk for an hour and we talk about whatever we want to talk about. Mm. And we have two That's to cool. 16 people. I think when it gets cold, we're going to move to the Manassas Mall. But as of right now, it's it's pretty cool. We get about three miles in and an hour. You're done at 9, 9.15 and continue with your day. Make good friends or Make more friends, Make good friends, right? talk, talk, talk business. a little more like nitty gritty. You know, sometimes we get a little heated. Uh, sometimes it's very general. Sometimes we have such a large group that we have multiple conversations oh, happening. Oh, really? Um, Sometimes huh. we have our four-legged friends join us as well. Aww. But it's, yeah, that's been really fun. That could be fun. Yeah. I, I'm going to write that down and join you. You should join us. I, I do need to get up and move too, so mm-hmm. that would be a good excuse to go Perfect. do it. Awesome. Terrific. Okay. Um, we're getting ready to wrap up, but there are a couple of things. We usually do a show and tell, mm-hmm. and we ask our guests to bring something that you know they want to share, something they're proud of, something new, innovative, whatever that is. And so I'm really, really curious to know what you brought. So mine isn't really new or innovative. It's a picture of my family. Oh. So again, I said I've got... I'm incredibly blessed having grown up away from my family and being here surrounded by them and having my son have that opportunity mm-hmm. to grow up with them. Um, yeah. Who's in that picture? Sue, so we've got my husband and my son, um, my brother, who is also local, which is pretty cool, my mom, her husband, uh, my mom's parents, um, and my mother-in-law, my dad, his wife, my dad's mom. Wow, you have three generations. I've got four. Yeah, four, four generations. generations. Very good. Yeah. Family is definitely a huge part of people's lives. And I'm so glad you recognize it and you see it and you work with them and they're close mm-hmm. to you. Very, very happy. Thank you for joining us, Tiffany. It's been Thank you for having lovely me. getting to know you more. We've known each other for several years. But certainly when you're, when we see each other at a meeting or something like that or an event, there's never enough time to get deep into certain conversations. And really, sometimes you end up with little nuggets, but not enough to kind of say, wow, I didn't know that. So I learned a lot. I've always known you've been a fan of family, as I am, me too. And, but I didn't know exactly all of the, the, the variety of things that your business has to offer. So I love learning about that. I might even reach out to you to learn more. And I will certainly be calling you out to uh, go and make that walk on Fridays. Sounds like a lot of fun. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Thanks. We hope you've enjoyed getting closer with ECU Communications. For now, keep paving your path forward and lead with purpose, no matter what you do. 
but don't forget to dream high. Remember, there's no ceiling, only opportunity. Hasta la próxima.